The following podcast is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should not be substituted for professional medical or psychological advice. Before beginning or changing a treatment plan, please consult your local healthcare professional. So welcome back to BioPsycho Socially Distant, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> week 750. Ugh. The world's still on fire. Ugh. I feel like the world gets more on fire every week. Yeah, it's kind of to this point where I'm just like, yeah, what now? Mm-hmm. What's going on now? What do you think's next? My guess is aliens. That'd be a treat. It would be. Maybe they could just take us out of here and <laughs> beam me up. Maybe they have good ideas. Actually, we already have good ideas. It's just nobody wants to, you know, do them. This is true. This is this is true. Oh, I don't know what's next. Uh, I don't know. What plague haven't we covered? Darkness? Actually. Uh, darkness. Like, now that like um, the sun gets blotted out or something? Yeah, but that happens six months out of the year in Australia. I mean, um, Alaska, it's not like it's anything new. <laughs> This is true. This is true. And the, the northernmost and southernmost poles, I think, or cl- the closer you get to the poles. Yeah, there's prolonged periods of darkness. So I don't know. What plague haven't we hit? Firstborn? Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would suck because I dancing am the firstborn. Plague. The dancing plague. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's pick our plague. What ne- What plague would you like to see next? A plague of kindness. <laughs> yeah, let's try that. That would be nice. Mm. I don't want a vaccine for that plague. That's like the one time where I say, you know, you really don't need the vaccine. Mm-hmm. The Mr. Rogers plague. Mm. Although maybe it's like a, a, what is that movie called? The monkey's paw, where like, it's kind of like a be careful what you wish for. So oh, we yeah. get a plague of kindness, but then you can't, like, you're unable to set boundaries or you can't say no or... or- disagree or anything mm. like that. Ooh. <laughs> Let's make <All> right. it spicy. <laughs> we, kindness, but make it fashion. Kindness, but make it fashion. Just be nice to people. You don't need a plague. Yeah. No. No, you don't need a plague of that. It should be It should be a given, but it's not. Here we are. I watched a TikTok video earlier today that this young girl was recording. She looked like she was probably like 16 or 17 Mm-hmm. And she was working at a Starbucks and a woman was screaming that her latte didn't taste like it had non-fat milk in it. And then she threw the cup at the girl. And I was like, uh, first of all, you just committed assault against a minor. <laughs> Second of all, it costs literally nothing to be kind. Nothing, Karen. Nothing. Oh, shut up, Karen. Oh, that people <laughs> suck. Remember that week during all this when everybody was really nice to each other? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Less than a hot minute. We sang Kumbaya for like a week. It's true. And then people just went right back to being awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even more awful. Mm. Yeah, they haven't had to socialize with other people to try to make true. them behave themselves. So, And listen, like if you can't go out to a restaurant or to a retail store without being kind to the people who work there, stay the fuck home. No one needs your business. No one wants to deal with you. Shop online. Just stay home. Shop online. No one wants to see you. <laughs> if you can't be nice, just stay home. Yeah, or if you can't deal with the precautions or you can't deal with being out in the world in its current state right now, then don't be in it. it we live in a world and we live in an era where you can do that. You were afforded the opportunity and the resources to stay home. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like we're preaching to the choir, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> spread the myth, like put this on the loud speaker in front of your house and play it for other people to hear. And then follow us on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the topic that we're covering is Tarari. I am so excited to be so grossed out. And I feel like after all the crazy topics that we've covered, I feel like I need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this one. Okay, what's your disclaimer? And it's the same disclaimer that I give to people when they come to dinner at my house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about shit a lot and bodily functions a lot. <laughs> yeah, so if you're eating while listening to this podcast, maybe and- put it on pause and wait until you're done. 
Or if you're a nurse, just keep eating, I guess. <laughs> if that offends you in any sort of way, you might want to skip this one. And Kayla told me to cover this topic, so don't at me. <laughs> oh my God, this is like one of the most bizarre cases I've ever heard. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> it is pretty weird. So let's get to it, shall we? Yes, please. All right. So we live so we live in a culture where gluttony is probably the least offensive of the seven deadly sins. That and apparently being an asshole. Mm-hmm. We have contact go on. Is is being an asshole a deadly sin? Being an asshole? Um, I think it could fall under wrath. Maybe. I was gonna say, um, God probably left that one out because he was like, I really I felt like I didn't have to tell you that, but <laughs> Listen, they uh, you, listen. They overstayed the obvious in the Bible. They didn't really need to leave nothing out. So apparently, people <laughs> have been uh, people have been difficult for a long time, a while, yeah. a while now. So, but anyway, gluttony seems like an sort of a an, an innocuous thing. We have contests related to how many hot dogs you can shove in your mm-hmm. face. Don't even get me started. Have you heard of the heart attack grill in Vegas? I have. Yes, but isn't the the guy supposed to be like? teaching people some sort of lesson about being unhealthy is bizarre yeah it's weird and like people and people have had heart, people have had heart attacks there and spokespeople have died but mm-hmm. it's a totally weird thing look it up and, and also, of course the trend of um mukbang or however you say it mukbang 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 and also you know buffets in general remember those yes i don't think i'll ever go to one ever again I don't think anybody's going to. But then again, I didn't want to go before the pandemic because they're really, really a breeding ground for bacteria. But they are. I do. I I do love a Chinese buffet with crab legs. This is true. But you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting yourself into. It's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a calculated risk, and I don't think I'm taking it anymore. But but even this case is a little extreme. So let's talk about Tarari. I've been calling him Tarari Tarar. I, whenever I read about this case in my mind, I call him Terrare, even though he's French, not Italian. <laughs> That's why I got Tarar, but I, I'm just going to say Terrari because I have to say it a lot of times and Terrar is kind of hard to say. <laughs> Terrare is fine. Terrare is fine. So he was born around 1772 in France. Mm-hmm. We are from France. And boy, and boy like to eat. Uh-huh. He, he sure could, did. Yeah. He could eat his weight in cow meat in the span of a day. Me too. I feel that. <laughs> he had such an insatiable appetite that his parents kicked him out when he was a teenager, which makes those tropes about parents complaining that their kids are eating them house and home or eating too much like a little bit sad. <laughs> yeah. These kids are eating too much. I can't take it anymore. Well, Karen, this kid got kicked out and things went poorly from there. Yes. Poorly. So anyway, he ate everything in sight, and yet he was still 100 pounds. Damn. That's the plague I want. It's not a plague. We don't even know what it is, but we'll get to that. (laughs) So considering he was an oddity of this era, um, Mm -hmm. if you listened to to our episode a few weeks ago, um, you know that he ended up in a sideshow. (laughs) Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Something was wrong with him and he was cast out of society. So mm-hmm. he became the man who could eat anything. Mm-hmm. And I really, he ate a dog and a cat. So really he can fuck off. I'm, honestly, seriously. Like, I'm, I feel bad for, I'm like, oh, that's really, really sad. He ate a cat. I'm like, forget it. How am I going to finish this? <laughs> Don't fuck with cats, right? Ah, uh, he, yeah, he, and he ate a dog too, and he ate a lot of living things. But when I heard cat, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. Like, nope. how do you, wh- because you can't digest large bones or fur. So, how does that work? He coughed them up like an owl. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly how this worked. Yeah. This was my- pellets, terrare pellets. Terrare pellets. This was my life for the past couple of weeks. You were coughing up fur like an owl? No, I was reading about this guy coughing up fur. fur. <laughs> I had to, did you have to dissect an owl pellet in grammar yes. school? It was so awkward. It was so gross. I love owls. I don't want to dissect their mouth shits. <laughs> That's basically what it was, mouth shits. So Tarari took mouth shits. <laughs> and he... Also took massive regular shits because he ate fuck all. Mm-hmm. Well, because when you 
What is the medical term for it when you excrete, right? Oh, yeah. It is everything that your body can't use, basically, is waste. Oh, yeah. You're going to learn all about this. <laughs> all about this. So he ate a lot of inorganic material. So he took mm-hmm. massive, massive, massive. They brought it up in medical journal shits. Like an elephant. So he ate massive amounts of garbage and entrails, basically anything that anybody would offer him. And then he was still a hundred pounds. Wow. But that was like the only part, that was like the only form of refuge so that he wasn't morbidly obese besides Mm -hmm. the, besides the massive shits, Mm -hmm. his cheeks were stretched out. Apparently he could fit a dozen eggs inside of them. What purpose does that serve when you're not a chipmunk? He could have been a farmhand. He could have collected the eggs. Well, that's true. And if he didn't eat on the odd occasion that he had just evacuated his bowel, his stomach skin would hang down to his hips. Well, I guess he has to go on. Um, what's the the Doctor Now show after like they lose all of the weight? He My... approves them for skin skin removal. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's no joke because your skin can the weight of your skin it could rip. It could. Mm-hmm grow a whole Mm -hmm. community of bacteria underneath it. It's quite a, it's quite a sight. He, and he stunk. He stunk to high holy hell. Oh, good. Good. So I'm guessing he wasn't on the dating scene. No. And let me quote the medical (laughs) journal. He often stank to such a degree that he could not be endured within the distance of 20 paces. Steps. What? How many feet do you think that is? 10? I think 20 feet, because every step is about a foot. This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty gross. And by all accounts, he wasn't mentally ill. So he was sane, and this was and this was the body that he was inhabiting. He was just kind of like, hey, I'm hungry all the time for everything. Yep. Yep. Don't judge me. We're, we're judging you. Don't eat cats. We are judging you. And listen. 200 years later. Every every woman who has ever had PMS wants to eat everything all the time. It's not an excuse to eat a cat. Yeah, we don't. We have some restraint. So after wearing out the wel- his welcome in a sideshow circus, he joined the army. Um, it's interesting choice. Right. The French Revolutionary War was happening. Mm-hmm. So he was, do you hear the people sing? sing. <laughs> well, it was, it was France v. Prussia at this point. Okay. And that's all I got. I I was not doing a deep dive on the French Revolution. No. 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 So. No, 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 no. So (laughs) they had to get him out of the camp because he ate four times the rations of everybody else. (laughs) And they would still find him pecking through the garbage. They were like, listen, Terrari, it's not working out. (laughs) Well. It's not working out. uh, So they, listen, they used him as a spy. Ah, yes. I think I remember reading this. The most conspicuous person this side of the Thames <laughs> River, we used him as a spy. Who is that man with the stomach flaps running around? Who's who's stinky? <laughs> so through a very scientific experiment, they found out that he could eat a box and shit it out without any damage done to the content. Oh. They made him eat a box and shit it out. Well, I understand how they discovered it, but how does it make it through his digestive tract without tearing his insides apart? Listen, a box was a a pleasure cruise for his stomach at this point. (laughs) And it probably wasn't a very large box. Like, I know we're picturing like a ring box, but it was probably a small box because it just needed to it just needed to fit a, a piece of paper. This is true. I'm thinking of like the boxes I get from like Amazon. That are huge. Nah, not your eye cream boxes. (laughs) So so the French army made Harari swallow the box, sent him over enemy lines and deliver a message to a Russian, uh, a French soldier that had been taken prisoner. Okay. And this may come. He was like, um, I don't want that. Did it just come out of your ass? I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, sir, I'm here to free you. He's like, yeah, I'll just die here. It's okay. (laughs) He wasn't even there to free him. He just had to give a message. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he went to give him an ass message. So this may come as a shock to you, but the stinking garbage eating man wasn't able to blend in and sneak across enemy lines. That's weird. 
I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why. There weren't many waifishly thin, smelly, jowly, giant shitting guys. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was, so they captured him, obviously. Uh-huh. And he was a really shitty spy, no pun intended. He sang like uh-huh. a, he sang like a canary. They beat him up and he sang. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. He sounds like an idiot. So he said in French, probably, I swallowed a box with information in it. So they chained him to a toilet. <laughs> Are we coming full, full circle all the way back to Jeannie? Yeah, but this is, yeah, this is just weird. Yes. Different. Yeah. Jeannie was just like sad and the worst of humanity. This was just what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Yes. And also, Terari legit sounds like he's a complete idiot. So it's kind of funny. He does sound like kind of a, he sounds like a bumbling oaf. He does. Yeah. And I have theories, but I'll save it for the end. So at this point in the story, Terari is chained to a toilet. Okay. Being force fed ye old Miralax, probably. Very brave. So we shit the box out, mm-hmm. which had to, have, which probably would rip up anybody else's colon. But for him, they were just like, oh, good. It's just a box this time. <laughs> it's not a cat. It's not a cat. It's not garbage. It's not a fork or whatever else he ate. Mm-hmm. And apparently the message that they sent him wasn't even useful. It was just a test. A test? What kind of a test? To see if it worked and to see if it was he was trustworthy, which it oh. worked, which it worked, and he's not trustworthy. <laughs> so the Prussians beat the crap out of him, pretended to execute him, mm-hmm. and then sent him back to France. They pretended to execute him. Yeah, they did a false ex- execution. What seems oh, like it's like a the, form of torture, maybe as a form of torture. Yeah, oh, but okay. it it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. You just waterboard him. <laughs> just send him back to France. Be like, we don't want him. Yeah, send him send him back with the box. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah, shit box. Take, take your shit box and get out of here. <laughs> and so ended his career as an espionage. I'm surprised that the French military didn't, like, do something to him, you know? What could you possibly do to him that wasn't already, that was worse than the torture that was his life? This is true. That was very existential and deep, Jordan. Yeah, I'm here for you. So they sent him to a French army hospital. They tried every god-awful cure. Okay. You know, drank mercury, prayed it away, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And this was all at the hands of a Dr. Baron Percy. Percy? Percy. And then he overstayed his welcome at the hospital mm-hmm. when a 14-month-old baby went missing, and they just assumed Terari ate him. I mean... Where would a 14-month-old baby go? That's true. And he also would drink the blood of the patients that got bloodletted. And so really, he was just a pain in the ass to be around. So as a healthcare worker, I couldn't imagine like, okay, I just finished my bloodletting and turn around and this guy's chugging it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Get away from me. What are you, what are you, what, and I, I'm assuming that this was a time before they really knew about bloodborne illnesses. No, this was way before they learned about bloodborne. Yeah. Way. But even even then, if you were like, um, this person has AIDS, he'd probably be like, that's okay. It makes it taste better. <laughs> like, like that. Again, anything that could happen to this guy would be a relief. Mm-hmm. So he got kicked. So we got kicked out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. rightfully so naturally yes naturally so like every impoverished poor person in 18th century france mm-hmm. say les miserables and la boheme he contracted tuberculosis of course that's just and ba- moulin rouge and moulin rouge oh yeah so he went to a hospital of Ver- went to a hospital in versailles and died so uh, yeah I, yeah so dr percy and company Found out that, you know, he had died and everybody rushed to his chair side to see the see the human garbage disposal and do an autopsy. They're like, yes, finally. They couldn't get back. So they started the autopsy and could not get past his stomach because it smelled too awful. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, you don't have to imagine. I have a quote. Okay. Ahem. The entrails were putrefied, 
and confounded together and immersed in pus. The liver was excessively large and void of constants and in a perturbant state. The gallbladder was of considerable magnitude. Shocker. The stomach in a lax state and having ulcerated patches dispersed about and covered almost the whole abdominal region. So the stomach covered the entire abdominal cavity almost. Uh, Yeah, a good amount. Yeah. And it was covered in ulcers. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because your stomach acid is kind of like out of control. It's like, I don't know how to digest all of these things. What the hell? (laughs) Right. And in just the amount of, it's more the amount of food that was in his stomach stretched it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So what was wrong with this guy? We have no way, we have no way of knowing. And I'm actually, I'm kind of pissed off that they didn't suck it up and finish the autopsy. Right. I could, you know, you, I've dealt with some gross stuff in my career. You suck it up, soldier. You tap Open out. in a window. Tap out, send somebody else in, put Vicks under your nose, which wasn't invented yet. Off Febreze. <laughs> oh, Febreze doesn't even help. Um. And granted, this was putrid, but like, I want to know what I, I want to know what this guy's what this guy's intestines look like. I think right. I'm mad because I'm like, I could have solved this. There was such limited medical knowledge back then that I feel like they wouldn't have been able to figure it out then, but they would have given us evidence to be able to figure it out now, probably, probably, right. Maybe. Right. I mean, I have, I have, I have theories, which I'm going to get into and it's going to be like the end of clue. I'm just going to give a bunch of theories. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have, I have a theory also. So I'll, I'll get to mine after yours. Okay. All right. So, um, I found actually a Ted ed. So before I go into my theories mm-hmm. again, just my ideas, because we'll never know because nobody sucked it up and right. performed an autopsy. Before I get into my theories, I need to talk a little bit about the GI system and how our body acquires, digests, and uses food. I found actually a good TED Ed on this. If you feel like looking into it, and if you're more of a visual person, it'll be in the show. Um, I put it in my show notes. Um, okay, it could it'll cool. be linked. It'll be linked. I love me a good TED talk. I do too. And this one was pretty. This one was pretty easy. And I kind of wanted to like I I like I know how to. Like, I know how all of this works, but I kind of wanted to watch something to sort of synthesize my thoughts and decide how I wanted to really verbalize it. Okay. All right. So with everything else, it starts with the brain. Mm -hmm. Hypothalamus sends signals to the body that it's hungry and it needs food. You produce more saliva. Mm -hmm. Food goes into your mouth and it is chewed by your teeth traditionally. Traditionally. Yeah. Starts to be broken down. Um, Although if you're one of those weird celebrities, um, you chew the food and then spit it in your baby's mouth. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're a bird. (laughs) Or if you're a bird, yeah. So you chew the food in your mouth, and that's where you actually start breaking down complex carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. If you leave a cracker in your mouth for long enough, it'll start to taste sweet because the carbohydrates will get broken down Mm -hmm. into sugar. Fun fact, do it in once you may. The masticated or chewed up food works its way down the esophagus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Muscles in your esophagus push it down, kind of mash it down a little bit further into the stomach. So gastric juices, mostly acids and enzymes, break down the food even further, send signals to the liver who makes bile, gallbladder releases the bile into the small intestines. So mm-hmm. the food is gooed down even more. And then it starts, then the bile breaks it down and then it starts traveling through the small intestines. Mm-hmm. The pancreas, which is the, the James Brown of your body, the hardest working man in show business, <laughs> releases, that's how I explained it actually <laughs> to my patients. Pancreas releases small um, enzymes into your small intestines. Most famous of these enzymes is insulin. Mm-hmm. And these enzymes break down the proteins, the fats, and the carbohydrates to be absorbed and used as energy for the body. Mm-hmm. So the small intestines break down, you know, the food breaks down, the food breaks down into energy. So as it travels through the small intestines, um, it's the nutrients are absorbed and mm-hmm. sent off through the, um, through the body using the red, um, and your body uses uh, red blood cells to transport energy. Mm-hmm. And your thyroid releases hormones to regulate your metabolism. And that's how your body decides how it's going to use uh, this energy. Yes. All right. So once the 
former food. I don't even know. I forgot what it's called. Actually, there's a term for it, but it it actually the term changes as it goes through the body. So the former, yeah, the former food, the former food has been stripped of all of its nutrients. All the useful stuff is out. And then we're left with a lot of water, fiber and dead cells and other shit that's undigestible. Fuck all if you're Terrari. So on to the large intestines where uh, the excess water is removed. A lot of the excess water is removed. When you become bloated, right? If you're eating a lot. You could. Uh, how, what do you, like, what do you mean? If you eat a lot, you become, blo- you can be bloated by any number of reasons in this, in this yeah, I mean, thing. Usually when you eat like a big, heavy meal, uh-huh. you get bloated for a while afterwards, you know, when you're like, oh, I have a food baby. Yeah. Cause that's everything getting broken down and moving through mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. The excess water is removed and what is left is poop. What is left is stool. Waste. Not things that your body can't make use of. Correct. Yep. And then you have a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. It makes sense how diarrhea and constipation happens. So constipation happens when after all of the all of the water is removed, you don't have enough left for the stool to move through. Mm-hmm. Or if you're on medications that slow down your central nervous system, this process is slowed and gives the stool time to harden throughout the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Pain medications. uh, A lot of psych medications can cause constipation. Mm -hmm. Yep. And a way to alleviate constipation is adding more fiber into your diet because fiber is um, excreted with stool or adding more fluids into your diet helps as, as well because it gives more water to the stool to make it softer and easier to pass. In order to have a quality bowel movement, you need a mush and a push. <laughs> is that what you tell your patients too? Literally what I say a thousand times a day, a mush and a push. And just in general, the more water you drink, the healthier you will be. Your skin will look nice. You'll be able to have a poop. Yes. <laughs> and very true. And diarrhea happens because something the body eats is not to its liking or something could be wrong with um, your GI tract, either through Crohn's or um, chemotherapy can change the flora of your stomach and your body doesn't absorb the nutrients. It just shoves it through. So your body doesn't bring back the, um, your body doesn't, um, pull out the excess water and the excess nutrients. It just shoves it right out. It's kind of like a, like if you get food poisoning, it's sort of like yep. the body's defense mechanism to not draw anything out. Correct. Kind of like yeah. Yep. Yep. The body senses it is a, uh, a foe, not a friend and says, okay, I'm not absorbing any of this. So it's coming out. Mm-hmm. which for a relatively healthy person, if it happens once in a blue moon, it's not a big deal. But if you have somebody who's malnourished or underweight mm-hmm. or body is under stress for other reasons, diarrhea can be a huge problem. Yeah. I could talk about poop forever. <laughs> it's so... You can start a podcast on that. I don't think I'll be a part of it though. <laughs> I'll be by myself. I'll just be by myself. My Listen, my career in healthcare has been a podcast on on poop. There you go. I was gonna say I can imagine Brian coming downstairs and being like, "I'm gonna just walk away." <laughs> that poor that poor man has gone to so many dinners or functions with me where I just lapse into something that's totally inappropriate. We were actually somewhere once, and it got out that I was a nurse, and somebody said, "What's the grossest thing you've ever seen?" And Brian was like, "Why?" <laughs> Why would you ask her that? Because I see the cogwheels turning in her head and I can think of at least three things that she's mentioned to me in the past week that would qualify. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's it's not why I do what I do. And it honestly, if you, it honestly doesn't even gross me out anymore. Nothing grosses me. I'm not surprised. Actually, someone eating scrambled eggs skeeves me out. Food skeeves me out more than anything. But I'm getting to a point in my career where a lot of things don't shock me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I think sometimes even well, you get those those clients who they're very like seductive in the way that they say things. Like, and guess what I did? Right. And so like they'll say something, and I I'm pretty sure my affect remains completely neutral, <laughs> and it's really disappointing for them. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh huh. Not okay. even not even the weirdest thing I've heard today. Right. <laughs> I say that actually, I say that to, I say that to patients. People go, I'm so sorry. That's so gross. And I'm like, that's not even the grossest thing I've heard today. 
or sometimes, mm-hmm. or sometimes the, you know, the patients will like spill a cup of water, a cup of water or spill something on the floor. And I'll say, oh, that's okay. I'll clean it up. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, if these floors could talk, they'd be like, oh, good water. So clearly, so after that lovely Ted talk of the, uh, of how your body uses and digests foods, there's clearly a lot of places where something can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a long, it's kind of a long drawn out process with a lot of moving parts. So here are my theories and I'll start at the top, starting with his brain. Could have had a tumor. Yes. And could have had right. a- like on the, the hypothalamus. Yep. He could have had a tumor mm-hmm. on, a hy- on his hypothalamus and never thought that he was full. But yeah. that, but that really doesn't explain, um, he didn't gain any weight, how he didn't absorb the mm-hmm. nutrients. Cause that's more of a, like a metabolic thing. Right. So the other thought is my next thought was he could have had hyperthyroidism and he actually had other symptoms of this. He had heat intolerance, which accounted for why he smelled so bad. Wait, (laughs) weight loss. And he did have, I didn't share this earlier in the podcast, but he said uh, when they talked about his appearance, it says hair was really, really thin, which is a sign of malnourishment in general, but it could be a sign of hyperthyroidism. So that, so that just means thyroid overproduces hormones and, mm-hmm. and the body, you know, over, you know, the meta, the metabolism sort of works in overdrive. And mm-hmm. actually over time, hyperthyroidism can turn into hypothyroidism where your body okay. doesn't excrete. So I, so he lived a while. So I feel like he, his metabolism would have slowed, would have slowed down after a while. Another theory, I'm sort of thinking I'm starting, I have actually have a couple. Okay. I have a couple more theories. I'm thinking it was something, I don't think it was either of those two. He could have had diabetes. Diabetes. Yes, that's what I uh, think about when I hear his story, because obviously, well, I mean, there's probably plenty of people who listen to this who have diabetes or know someone who has diabetes. Yep. You know, Clover had diabetes when, um, because cats get it as a reaction to being ill or stressed, yep. um, they get high blood sugar. And um, when she was having, she had dental disease, Yep, she had it and we had to get that under control and then she could have surgery and now she doesn't have a high blood sugar anymore. But anyways, she was hungry all the time is what I'm getting at. Yep. <laughs> she could eat so much and not gain any weight. Yep. Polydipsnia, which is, a, which is heavy breathing, polyuria or peeing a lot and polyphagia, mm-hmm. eating, drinking a lot are all signs of diabetes. Um, uncontrolled diabetes. And you're right. The body can, you can either have diabetes by your pancreas, not making any insulin or not making enough insulin, or your body can be under stress and Mm -hmm. not create enough insulin. Some people have it during pregnancy, gestational diabetes, and it goes away after the baby is born. Mm -hmm. Um, some people are diabetic, um, when they are ill, either the body being under stress or sometimes medications can induce um, lack of insulin or an increase in blood sugars. Steroids can make your blood sugar grow up, go up. Mm-hmm. Great drug, but you know they obviously has some side effects. So, so the excessive hunger um, is a symptom of uncontrolled diabetes. So, your body—the reason why that your reason why you're hungry is your body is not breaking down the sugars in your food; they're just floating around in your bloodstream, which is why your blood sugar is ele- That's why people say you have an elevated blood sugar because you have sugar in your blood, and it's not being broken down by your body, and it's a damn mess. And if it gets bad enough, your um, your body can break down. Fa- your body will start to break down only fats as energy, and it'll release ketones in your body and putting you into an acidotic state, mm-hmm. um, which can kill you. You then your breath will smell like a wine cooler and you'll die. Mm-hmm. That is actually um, if you if somebody has diabetic ketoacidosis, that's mm-hmm. one of the signs. Their breath has a fruity alcoholic smell, and I always think of a wine cooler. That's how I even remembered it in nursing school. That's really how it smells like, like sugary like that. Sweet. Yeah. Like no fruity, fruity, sweet alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. That's the, um, yeah, that's the acidic state. Um, but he smelled like death. So wine coolers would have been an improvement for Terrari. Um, (laughs) also I don't think they had wine coolers back then. Right. And, and he could have been diabetic, but I feel like, I feel like he would have died sooner. Like, I feel like he would have died sooner. I feel like he would have been in an acidotic state and died sooner. Mm-hmm. And he lived into an adult, he lived into adulthood. Right. And my favorite theory, because it's weird and simple. Uh-huh. And I've actually seen this in my, I've seen this in my career. Um, 
anemia-induced pica. Mm. That's, yeah, that's a really simple explanation, and it's possible. Yeah. We also don't, I mean, considering pica is comorbid for a lot of physical illnesses and mental illnesses, I mean, we right. don't know the state of his um, mental health. I'm, I'm, I'm dubious that he was mentally healthy. <laughs> either, either he, it was either he was born or situationally ended up with some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so little word on medically induced pica. So it's not having enough red blood. So anemia is not having enough red blood cells. Mm-hmm. So that means that your body can't transport energy, uh, to the rest of your body, including oxygen. Mm-hmm. So you feel awful. You can't breathe and you're pale. Mm-hmm. And if the I've sh- had anemia before, it sucks. Right. And if the shortness of breath was from doing vocals in your screamo bands, Kayla and I would have fangirled over you in high school. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we just took a shot at our former selves. It's fine. So <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. So, um, so he could have been anemic. And uh, the reason people um, get pica with anemia, we're not quite sure. Uh, it's mainly be, could possibly be as simple as they don't have enough energy. So they're looking for energy wherever they can. Usually with pica induced anemia, I did find a clinical trial. And just from my own personal experience, they, the pica takes the form of ice crunching. That is actually a form mm-hmm. of pica. It's a very common form of it where people eat ice to no end, mostly because it's soothing. It's soothing to the stomach. It's easy to eat and you feel like you're eating something. So those are all plausible explanations. So my theory, so my theory is I think he had, he had some sort of underlying medical condition and it could have been one of the ones that I listed and it could have not been. And I think, I don't think it was, I think it was exacerbated when he started eating what I, when he started eating for shock value. So when he entered mm. the shine cell and said, because when he was younger, he would eat, he would eat food. He would eat a massive amount of food. So there was no doubt that he had something wrong. And when he was turned out by his family and forced to, you know, go into sideshow work, he would, you know, he said, Hey, will you eat this? Will you eat this box? Sure. Will you eat these carcasses of animals. Yeah, sure. Will you, cause he ate like, I didn't even get into it. He ate like forks and he ate, uh, un- he ate insane things. And I wanted to say in the Wikipedia article, one of my favorite parts. So at his death, it says Tarara told Percy that he had swallowed a golden fork two years earlier, which he believed was lodged inside him and causing his current weakness. He had hoped that Percy would find some way to remove it. And then it says at the end, like after they um no him, the fork was never found. That's like the end of the article. Yeah, I've read I've read that too. I was just like, oh yeah, fork least of his problems at this point. So of course he wanted to blame it onto something, but I think it was from eating crap all these years. And he he ate raw meat, he ate live animals. I am sure he had infections up the wazoo because mm-hmm. it, your body doesn't get filled up with pus for nothing. No. And so, oh my God, that's disgusting. I know. So I'm sure he had parasitic infections. I'm sure he was just basically rotting from the inside out for many, many years. And I don't think that was an underlying medical condition. I think it was from all the crap that he ate. Mm-hmm. So I think he had an underlying medical condition and he made it worse. And everybody else yeah. made it worse by telling him to eat everything inside. Yeah. And then he became like this guinea pig almost. Yeah, he was, he became a source of entertainment. What could we, what else can we make this guy eat? And apparently it was everything. So I think, I think a bad problem was made even worse. And really the moral to the story is if something's wrong with you and your loved ones, to get them to seek medical attention and don't become a sideshow freak that takes mega shits. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the other moral to the story is apply Vicks under your nose and suck it up, even through the grossest autopsies. Generations yeah. of generations of amateur podcasters will thank you. Yes. What wimps. I it had to be vile. It had to be absolutely yeah. disgusting. But at the same time, I'm like, oh come on, why couldn't you just finish? Do you know what my theory is? What? I'm gonna Occam's razor this shit. 
I don't think he really existed. <laughs> it could have been. I think it's completely made up. Um, and the reason I, my only supporting evidence to that is that Terrari wasn't his real name. They didn't know what his name was. No, they just they don't know Terrari. where he was born. They don't know when he was born or how old he was at his death, which I, I think could be part of the fact that he was kicked out, but he was a little bit older when he was kicked out of his house. Yeah, yeah, he was a teenager. So he would have known his, maybe not his birthday, but like how old he was and what his name was. Or he could have just been, hor- he could have just been horrified. I think he, like, I think he existed. I think he existed, but I think a lot of stuff was probably over-dramatized. And I think, yeah, yeah, I think it wasn't completely a medical condition that caused him to present in such a way that he did. I think it was, I think he had something underlying and then just made it a thousand times worse than it had to be. But there was a, there was another guy too that had a similar condition also in France. Apparently his name was. Charles Domery, which was an uh, an anglified, is that how you say it? Anglo anglified, anglicized Ang- version of his 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 Polish name. He was Polish. Could have been, I don't know. Could have been. But he had he also had military service. Was born in the same you know, or lived in the same time period. Unexplainable polyphagia, like just very bizarre that more than one case existed at this time period. Well, they also didn't treat any medical conditions like they do now. You either died or you didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's also worth mentioning that his esophagus was so stretched out, if you opened his mouth, you can see into his stomach. Gross. Yeah. Ew. Ew. And and when we read these, and you know, when we read these, like, old, old documents, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you don't know what the hell is true and what the hell isn't and what the hell isn't, you know, an allegory right. and what the hell is. Right, they kind of all, like, mixed it into the same story, account, whatever. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, so that's the artist formerly known as Terrari. Like, the pictures, like, the pencil-drawn pictures of him, he looks like oaf. He looks like, a, like an oaf. He does! Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Ugh, I'm sorry. He's like, there's one that, it's like two different pictures of him. There's one where he's, like, a normal size, which he we know that he was, Which like, he was, yeah. And he's, like, holding a live mouse in front of his face, and he just looks really confused about it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one That's the one that I've been staring at for a while now. And there's a snake and a crawfish on the table, which is interesting because he reminds me of a snake. I think there's a point in the, the Wikipedia article where they say that he could, like, unhinge his jaw, which doesn't, doesn't sound real. <laughs> it makes me think of a snake, like how they no, I'm- unhinge their jaw to, like, eat an egg and then it, you can watch it go down their digestive tract. Yeah, or he probably, he probably dislocated it and it never healed yeah, right. And he ate snakes. Gross. I know, your babies. My babies. Poor snakes. They, what did they ever do to you? Probably, probably bit them on the way down, as they should. <laughs> yeah, this was a great... Yeah, this was a gross one. Uh-huh. But did he exist? I I don't know. Something... Probably something similar. Did they over-dramatize it? Probably. Did he make some of his own unhappiness? Yes. Were his parents assholes? Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's Terrare. That's Terrare. Ugh. So, random question time. What's your death row meal? What's my death row meal? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, grilled cheese. You're going to die the next day. Yeah. And you're going to have a grilled cheese. Are you judging me? I want grilled cheese. I love grilled cheese. Okay. Anything with it? Yes. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That sounds good. Especially now that Ben and Jerry's came out like staunchly against white supremacy. <laughs> Go Ben and Jerry's. Um, my- my favorite is Amer- Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream. That's my favorite flavor. That is a good one. Um, what else would I want? See, I'm not hungry right now, so this isn't a good time to ask me this question. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably lots of chocolate. I don't know. What would you have? You have it in mind. Of course I do. I would have a I would have a bone-in uh, USDA prime ribeye, a lobster, asparagus, uh, McDonald's french fries, an old-fashioned in a Manhattan. Haven't thought of oh, it. Oh, that all sounds delicious. Haven't thought of it at all or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I obviously haven't. I'm also like, I just ate lunch before we started recording, so I'm I'm very sated right now, and I can't think of any food that I want. I'm fa- unlike Terrari. Yeah, there's always some food that he wants. I am fascinated by like the last death row meals of uh, 
death row uh, inmates. Mm-hmm. Eileen Warnos, pot of coffee. That's it? Yep. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, um, you apparently have something in common. He ate Ben and Jerry's uh, ice cream as well. Vanilla. I mean, um, excuse me, mint chocolate chip. Uh, well, they didn't have Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream back then. Yeah, he was John Wayne Gacy who managed uh, KFC's. I yep. KFC had his last meal. Yes, he did. Um, single pitted olive. Uh, I forgot who... I forgot who ordered it, but a single pitted olive. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, one single pitted olive. Um, no, olive with the pit inside of it. So an olive branch would grow from him, which is a little... Tr- Victor somebody. Figur. Figur was no. put to death in Iowa by hanging at the age of 28. He was sentenced to death for kidnapping and murder. For his last meal, he requested a single olive with the pin in, a pit in it. Hoping an olive tree would grow out of him after he was dead. Yikes. Whether the tree grew or not, uh, we don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing no. <laughs> if there's a random olive tree in a potter's field, it was Victor. Wow. Some of these people just didn't pick anything, which is their right, I suppose. I don't know if I would be hungry. They actually well, sometimes will have the last meal like a month before. Oh, it's yeah, in Timothy McVeigh also, I think, watched uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm, all right. Which I would, I would be bored. No offense. Don't at me. Well, that, that, like, ugh, why do we have this tradition? Like, I don't think Ted Bundy deserved a fucking steak before he got fried. I don't know. My thought is, because my thought, my thought on the matter is, and it always has been like, why do we humanely put people to death? You know, why do we give the last yeah. meal? Because when do we become the barbarians? Mm. So we have to maintain our humanity to even people that don't have any. I suppose. That's sort of been like my, that's sort of been my MO. Like, why do we have to behave civilly is because, well, if we don't, then, then are we, then are we any better than the people, you know, partaking in a heinous crime? And I, for an eye would make us all blind. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the, the story of how um, Richard Ramirez was caught is one of my favorites because he was running through Latin American neighborhood, mm-hmm. Latino neighborhood, and yeah. he himself was Latino. And they recognized him, mm-hmm. a bunch of people who lived there. Yeah. And they caught him and started like beating the shit out of him. Jesus. And a police officer actually stopped them so that he could re- arrest um, yeah. Ramirez. And he was like, I can't believe my own people. And they were like, no, <laughs> like, we don't claim you. Get out of here. No. Oh, we would have killed you. <laughs> no. No, you don't get to. Do- no, 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 sir. But it's one of those things where like, it probably would have felt like justice, but wouldn't have necessarily been justice for the same reason. Right, right. You want to bring them through. You want to bring them through all the channels. Yes, mm-hmm. we can all agree that you are a murderer. Yes, we can all agree. Yeah, right. You deserve to die. But, you know. Yeah, that fucking Ramirez. Fucking Ramirez. <laughs> See you in Disneyland. He says. Was that were those his last words? Um. I don't know if those were his last words or like his words upon sentencing. Was that like an effigy for see you in hell? Yes. Um, actually, you know what? I think he died of a heart attack. So um, huh. those weren't his like last words before he was put to death or anything. No, because he didn't get dramatic last words if he just randomly died of a heart attack. Right. I hate the like, I don't I don't get the whole last words thing because because most of the time you're not responsive and really not verbal for the last, you know, span of your life like the last couple of days or even a week or a couple of weeks you're really not awake or alert or lucid so when they say oh his last words were this lovely poetic sonnet i call bullshit mm-hmm. was it who was it um wasn't like nikola tesla when he was dying he saw like the image of a, a holy pigeon or something like that probably he could have it's yeah you always see people flying around i'm sure because you know if you're a spiritual person, you think the body's between, you know, you think the person's between two worlds. And if you are, a, you know, a purely scientific person, there's not a lot of oxygen getting to the brain. So you're mm-hmm. probably seeing uh, F all. I, a pigeon. yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the former. So do we want to talk about our live episode? Yeah, you talk. I've talked for an hour. <laughs> so next weekend, right? Yeah. So next weekend, Jordan and I are planning on doing a an episode on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. We are going to read 
from the Wikipedia article list of unusual deaths and provide our commentary on that. <laughs> Which will be delightful. It will be delightful. And it is a, a fundraiser for, so it's going to be a fundraiser for the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. Mm-hmm. We are a collective of advocates, yoga teachers, artists, therapists, lawyers, religious leaders, teachers, psychologists, and activists committed to the emotional and mental health and healing of Black communities. Our vision, we envision a world where there are no barriers to Black healing. Um, there are 501c3 organizations, so they're a nonprofit. Yay. Our mission is to remove the barriers that Black people experience, getting access to or staying connected with emotional health care and healing. We do this through ed- education, training, advocacy, and the creative arts. So, you know, to kind of go along with what Jordan and I represent, I guess, in our podcast as, you know, a therapist and a nurse. So this is kind of like the mental health side of things. Um, People of color often have less access to mental health care or access to mental health care that isn't isn't as robust. Yes. So healthcare that uh, mental health care that isn't as robust um, because it exists in underserved communities. So this is an organization that not only wants to educate, you know, healers, but also um, provide access to those resources for black communities. Um, And I think during a time like this, that is so triggering and emotionally draining and stressful um, for the black community. Mm -hmm. This is more needed than ever. Absolutely. So we're so excited to, um, to start a fundraiser for them. And we would love to have you join us on our Facebook page where you can find us at biopsychosocial. Yep. And we'll be posting times and when we'll be, when we'll be doing it. So we'll be doing it next weekend sometime. Yes. I think probably like a Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah. Something. Yeah. In the evening time. Find us on Facebook Mm -hmm. at biopsychosocial. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at biopsychpod as well. I always forget to do those at the end of our episodes. (laughs) And if you like what you hear, um, please give us a five-star review. It helps us to get visible on like iTunes and, and other platforms where you can find this podcast. Yes. Thank you. Be excellent to each other. Be kind to one another. Yes. And thank you as always for joining us. We so appreciate your support and your friendship. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Take care of yourself until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Not even close.